Welcome to the Living Out Podcast. I'm your host, Darren Steele, where queer thought leadership meets personal growth and social justice. Now, as a coach, I work with gay men to help them live out their unique and vital role in society to lead others in creating a more evolved and humane world. Today, I want to talk about the things that hold you back. And of course, I'm going to start with a story. I want to tell you about something that I have struggled with on and off again in a couple of different formats, but it's always there. And it may be something I continue to struggle with for a little while, but I hope that it can frame a way for you to look at the things in your own life that might be holding you back. So when I'm working with someone and they're really stuck, and it could be that there's an actual obstacle in their way of some form, uh, it could be money, it could be that they just don't know how to solve a particular problem and we're needing to strategize and look at solutions and, and ways around the problem to literally, you know, get through the obstacle itself, or it's behind them. It's something they're holding on to, something that they can't let go of. But the question is, what holds you back? Is it you? Is it someone else? Or is it some thing or some event? Well, the truth of the matter, it's always you. The onus is always on you to take the necessary steps to create the changes that you want in your life. But it doesn't always seem that way, does it? Sometimes it seems like there are so many things outside of our control, outside of who we are, that, you know, are pressuring on us and we have all these demands in our the circle of our world. But when we really look at those demands or all those pressures in the world, we have walked or run into those situations. They could be things around our job, our career, our friendships our family, all choices that we've made to find ourselves in this particular moment here and now. So it's always up to you to make the changes that will allow you to pass through or literally climb over the obstacle that's in your way. And what I'm most interested in elucidating or talking about today are the things that we repeatedly do that are holding us back. And I find that these are often the smallest things like the habits or the practices that in some way are the hardest ones to break because they seem so small and they kind of fly under the radar if they seem so small. And these worst of the worst habits are often the ones that you've been doing for years or decades. And it's certainly the case for me. So what is one of my biggest struggles or problems? What is one thing in my own life that repeatedly shows up, kind of fucks me up a little bit? It's really not a big thing, but it's tied to so many other issues, emotional, uh, brain chemical issues, pure satisfaction issues. It's called Grindr. Now, Grindr's a really smartly designed app, and it's using many of the methods that Facebook uses, for example. It pushes your buttons, right? It drives 
those little micro dopamine hits in the brain. And the dopamine hits in the brain are those feel-good chemicals. So when you laugh, you release dopamine. When someone says something that makes you feel good about yourself, it releases dopamine. When you watch something in a movie or, or hear a piece of music that just makes you feel inspired and wonderful, it releases dopamine and probably other chemicals too that I don't know off the top of my head. When someone says you're hot or when you're looking at someone who you would like to have sex with and that gets you excited, that releases dopamine. So that's something that's been in my life for a very long time. As a gay man, I think when I came out, certainly it was, woohoo, I'm going to finally be able to explore who I am as a gay man, which is all about having sex with other men. And of course, that's not all that we are as gay men. But often when you first come out, regardless of how old you are, there is that aspect of wanting to pursue that freeing um, that need to, I guess, make manifest, to make apparent, to feel the experience of being with the object of your affection, another man. I've always been focused on sex, sexuality, sensuality, and, and gay issues. In university, I was pursuing or is trying to pursue what would later become called queer theory. It was, would have been gay and gay and lesbian studies back then. And then I spent 10 years working for a company called Pink Triangle Press um, in Canada, in Toronto, which is Canada's, I guess, longest-running gay and lesbian media organization, uh, possibly even in the world. But I started doing work early on for them, for a telephone product called Cruise Line, and that was pre-internet where you could call into the phone and leave a personal ad or go into the live chat, either looking for relationships or looking for a hookup. So I've, I've, I was exposed to that kind of dopamine hit all the time, and it was exciting. And to make a little play on words, it was an oral fixation, but spelt A-U-R, as in hearing. So I've always had something about voice and, and listening to how people talk or the resonance in a person's voice, or I always found it, in fact, I still find it very hot. Um, hearing people talk about sex, I love to hear people tell me their stories. Reading it is one thing, but when they tell it, it's quite another thing for me. So anyway, that habit was developed over time. Um, that ability to I be, I guess, be successful at the pursuit of that habit. So you could get on the phone, you could meet somebody, you could have fun. Like I said, it pushes all my buttons. Think about what things in your life might push your buttons repeatedly. But it's it's a small enough thing, right? I can make all the excuses in the world for for why I have it on my phone and and then delete it and then two weeks later put it back on my phone and this all came about actually today this is very present this morning I was having a nice hot bath it's a holiday here today and so I wanted to do some work but I didn't want to do too much work and I've been on grinder a lot this weekend because my partner's away 
and nothing happened with it. So there's certain aspects about the app that are really frustrating to me. There's certain aspects about uh, communication and how people communicate on the app that I'm finding very frustrating. So it, it, it raises sort of my stress level. So it's this conflict of the um, dopamine hits that I get that are sometimes an immediate contrast with me either not getting what I want or people communicating in a way that I don't like or appreciate or how needs and desires um, have changed so much since I first started using the telephone versus the internet app. But anyway, for all these different reasons, and for all of the time I've spent and wasted on the app, I have to ask myself, is it bringing me what I really want within the limited confines of of what it is that I'm actually looking for on the app? So, as is very common for me when I have a bath or I'm in the shower, I just get this clarity of mind, just lying there relaxing and and just being present to what's most in the front of my conscious awareness or what I'm, I'm focusing on. So, you know, I asked myself the question, what do I want to accomplish today? You know, knowing that I want to relax, but I, that I might want to work on something important. So I could just do that and feel like I've done something really meaningful. I knew that it would require a clear, calm, focused, and non-distracted mind if I was going to do some work on my living out mastermind. So long as I had Grinder on my phone, I knew that wasn't going to happen. And, and don't get me wrong, I get a ton of work done. <laughs> My partner is always telling me, you're always working. I create a lot of content, both for the podcast and in writing. I'm working with clients and I'm working on much bigger goals. The kind of goals and outcomes and, and intentions that are associated with my life purpose. And the outcome for me of a compliment, uh, the outcome for me of accomplishing those goals associated with my purpose will be life changing, life altering, massively improving to my own life for just having finally given birth to something that I feel is really important and could possibly change the world. But it will also make a big difference in the level of financial comfort I can have in my own life, knowing that I've created something very sustainable that people will want. I recognize that the self-belief, the courage, and the vulnerability required to accomplish those goals are greater than I've ever faced before. It's precisely in this moment where just this simple, seemingly innocent and innocuous peek into, oh, who's on Grindr right now, is the very thing that holds me back from pursuing my greatness. And it's not because Grindr or sex is bad. It's just that Grindr is my kryptonite. It sucks 
If only it sucked, honey. But it sucks my power of concentration, my ability to sustain focus, especially if I start looking at it early on in the day. Now, there's been a ton of research done on focus and and getting into and then staying in flow state. And if we have, let's say, three or four tasks that we want to work on in the day, and if we go back and forth between these tasks in an hour, we start to diminish so many capacities in our minds. And one of those capacities is, is willpower. And another one is attention. Because whenever we divert our attention or focus from, let's say, task A, and then we take a little moment to look at task B, or if we take a moment to pick up our phone and see who sent us a message, or in my case, look at Grinder, there is a loss of brain energy that allows us to get back into sort of that level of focus we first had before the distraction. That's important if you're working on a really big project or something that's really long-term. And one of the challenges right here is, is the ice cream scenario. You know, we're human beings and we're looking for that quick fix. You know, that very first time you ever taste ice cream or that very first time perhaps you had gelato versus regular ice cream or that very first time you had the best chocolate ice cream or whatever your favorite flavor is in maybe Italy and you've never had it that good again. But you think about it and you think about how you can get it. And even if you went back to that place to get that very same ice cream, it's never going to be as good as the first time. And those are the ephemeral hits of that brain rush of like, oh my God, this ice cream is so good. I'll have another lick. And you finish the ice cream and you're like, oh, but I'll just have a little bit more. And that's just the the momentary, because when that ice cream is gone, it's gone. The flavor's there, but you're still craving it. And there's so many other chemical things going in the body, including sugar that are hitting the brain that are saying, just go get some more ice cream. But it's not a long-term, sustainable, goal-oriented practice. (laughs) Eating ice cream, (laughs) eat too much of it, and you're probably going to put too much body fat on your body, right? As humans, we we struggle to maintain this focus to look out into the future and to work on those goals that are really going to make a difference in our life and in the lives of others. So it comes down to a very simple question. And you can ask this of yourself. What do I want more? Especially when it's a case like this, it's two things. Your your life purpose, goal, and intention. A bucket list goal. A a project that's going to change your life. Some little habit that you know you keep going back to and you, you just haven't yet dropped. And I mean, look at this in the most literal way you possibly can. And for me, that helps me see the choice really clearly for what it is. And so to bring this point home, I might ask myself something like, so do I want to keep looking at pictures of Grindr? Do I want to keep checking Grindr and closing it and opening it back up and sending message and getting annoyed and wondering if somebody's going to respond to me and then trying to negotiate something that somebody doesn't want, but that I want? And wasting valuable time in my morning when I'm most creative? Or do I want to make more progress 
on my most important goal and start bringing in more revenue and start doing more of the things that I want in my life and get to that point where I've created this groundbreaking program that people are going to be excited about and I'm going to be so jazzed about delivering on a regular basis. Ooh, well, the choice is pretty darn clear, isn't it? It's like kind of a no-brainer. Another way of looking at it is what are you going to remember when you're on your deathbed? Now, Prince Ia does this gorgeous video about the regrets in life and, and, and what's holding you back. Because regrets are in the past tense. But that doesn't mean that if you're capable of living in this moment now, that you can't do something towards dissolving those regrets. But if I was lying on my deathbed tomorrow, looking back at the time I've wasted, when I knew I could have been working on something that could change the world and improve LGBTQ equality, I would be inconsolable. And I would feel that way, again, not because sex is bad or grinder is bad, but because the only way I can control my addiction to that app is to simply not use it or to designate maybe one day a week where I'll install the app, use it, and then I delete the damn thing. Now, we are all unique. We can all contribute something to the world to make it a better place. And what starts as a thought in your mind can manifest into the physical world as art or a new service or a product, or you can start a movement that has impact and creates evolutionary change in the world. Now, if you're like me, you're a deep thinker, and you've got ideas that you want to share with the world, and maybe you're not sure how, or maybe you're stuck like me, or maybe you're distracted by these little things, and you need help with that. Start with a declaration. Now, in other podcasts, I've talked about how to figure out what your life purpose is, and I'd maybe look there. Give some thought to what I've spoken about here. The little tiny repetitive habits, the things that hold you back that seem to either get in your way or keep you stuck. What, what do you want more than anything? And what will you do differently going forward? So I'm going to leave you with two declarations. One, I pretty much said at the beginning of this podcast, it's my work as a living out leadership coach. I commit to helping gay men live out their unique and vital role in society to lead others in creating a more evolved and humane world. Now, to that, I've mentioned I'm working on a living out leadership program for gay men. And that is something you're going to hear more about soon. Now, my second declaration is for the publication that I founded and on Medium, and it's called Think Queerly. I publish LGBTQ authors and thought leaders who demonstrate our necessary role in society. We promote thoughtful dialogue that seeks to improve humanity and equal rights for all. We critique the status quo and challenge rigid doctrines, heteronormativity, patriarchy, bigotry, and radicalized ideology. We offer solutions to create a more loving and accepting world. So I will leave you with the three questions again. What holds you back? 
Is it you, someone else, or something? And once you make that determination, ask yourself, what do I want more? And I think it's probably best if it's just two things. The thing that you're struggling with, the thing that you're holding back, or it could be a person, or it could be an app like Grindr, or it could be one particular behavior, versus something that's going to make substantial improvement in your life and your well-being. And then finally, will you declare today that you will do things differently going forward? And if that's a yes, what are you declaring? As always, thank you for listening. Live out and live the best of who you are.